Welcome to the American Citizens Abroad TaxCast. I'm Michelle, and today I'm speaking with Glenn Frost, Managing Partner of Frost & Associates, and Mary Louise Serrato, Executive Director of ACA, about the COVID-19 stimulus package. Welcome, and thank you for joining me. So let's get into it. How is Congress and the administration hoping that the stimulus package will help Americans and American businesses in general deal with the fallout from the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, thank you very much for having me. Um, I think this stimulus package is huge. It's approximately one-third of the gross domestic product, $2 trillion. It's a major stimulus package that really affects three different areas. There's a very large, probably the largest ever, cash infusion into small businesses. There's some individual rebates, and then there's uh, about $500 billion that's reserved for large essential companies like the Boeings of the world, the cruise lines, et cetera. It's an unprecedented piece of legislation. How does it compare with the bailout package passed in 2008 during the financial crisis? I think it's similar for individuals. However, I think the largest distinction is that they're infusing money into the economy for small businesses. I think when you went back to the 2008 financial crisis, they bailed out a lot of the banks. Here, they're bailing out small business. However, this new SBA loan program that they're going to be administering, the banks will actually be administering that. So they'll be earning significant fees on this loan money. It really is a bailout for banks as well because there's significant fees that the banks will collect through administering the SBA loans. What are the general provisions of the bill? From a very high level, I'll start with individuals. Individuals okay. will receive $1,200 or $2,400 for married couples, and that's based on your 2019 income tax return. Or if your 2019 return is not filed, they'll base it off your 2018 tax return. There will also be an additional $500 for a qualifying child. However, if your income exceeds 75,000 for single individuals or 112,500 for head of household or $150,000 for married couples, your rebate may be limited. There's also some changes in the provisions for charitable deductions. You can now take an above the line deduction for up to $300 of cash contributions. Individuals who don't itemize can now get some benefit for charitable contributions. There's a provision that allows for $5,200 employer paid loans, and it will not be includable in the taxpayer's income and will be deductible by the corporation. On the retirement plan side, there's a couple of new provisions. So required minimum distributions are suspended they waived the 10% early withdrawal penalty for IRAs, and they've now increased the limit of loans from employer-sponsored plan from $50,000 to $100,000. And on the business side, as I mentioned earlier, there's gonna be a significant SBA program administered to infuse loans into small businesses 
a lot of those loans, if employers keep their employees employed, they will be forgiven. And then there's two tax provisions on the employer side as well. The employer share of the FICA tax can be deferred for tax year 2020 into tax year 2021 and 2022. They're providing a refundable employment tax credit for 50% of the first $10,000 of wages that are paid throughout 2020. So effectively, if you pay each of your employees $10,000 throughout the course of the year, you'll get a $5,000 credit on your 941 tax return for each of those employees. I'm sure Americans are eager to learn how the rebates will be handled. How will they receive their rebates? So the rebates will be received if the taxpayer has previously filed uh, electronically and provided bank account information on the tax return. The rebates will be deposited into that bank account that was previously provided on the 2019 or 2018 return. If there is no bank account information on file, what will happen is the service will likely send those checks to the last known address of the taxpayer. It's important to note that if the service doesn't have your address on file or perhaps you're a non-filer for a variety of reasons, you may be able to quickly file a 2019 tax return and update the IRS on information such as your address and your bank account information. Will the use of foreign earned income exclusion and foreign tax credits on an overseas American's tax filing affect the amount of the rebate recovery they'll receive? No, as long as you're below the thresholds that I described earlier, 75,000 and 150,000 for married couples of adjusted gross income, you should receive the full benefit of the rebate. And how will the rebates work for those who are receiving social security payments and those who haven't filed in the past few years? My understanding is those that are getting social security payments, if they're receiving their social security payments electronically, the rebate should actually come along uh, to the same account in which they're receiving their social security payment. For people who have legitimately not filed a tax return, that should not affect their ability to get a refund. However, it's very important to make sure that the government has your information. You could still file a 2019 tax return even if you don't meet the filing threshold. There's no penalty for filing a tax return and putting the IRS on notice of your address as well as your bank account information so that they could administer the rebate. When it comes to filing 2019 taxes, the legislation has extended the deadlines. What are the deadlines now for FBAR, FACA, estimate tax payments, quarterly Social Security, and Medicare payments? All right. So for taxpayers who reside in the United States, generally your deadline is April 15th. You get a six-month extension if you apply to October 15th. For individuals abroad, their tax returns are generally due June 15th. However, they can do an extension of up to December 15th, but they have to write a letter to the IRS asking for that extension. 
Now, under the recent announcements and the bill that was passed, tax deadline for everyone now falls on July 15th. A couple of things to mention for citizens abroad. FBARs are automatically extended through October 15th. So, you know, you may want to file an extension on your other tax returns to get to the December 15th date. Form 3520, I believe, was missed by Congress. I don't think anybody considered the Form 3520. It's still due April 15th. That's something important for individuals to understand because the penalties for failure to file a Form 3520 can be significant. Do these deadlines also apply to the payment of federal tax? The deadlines do apply. The July 15th deadline applies to the 2019 tax payments that are due. They're now due July 15th, as well as the first quarter 2020 estimated tax payment has also been deferred to July 15th. Interestingly, I haven't seen anything on the second quarter payment, which is generally due June 15th. I haven't seen them defer that, but I'm sure that will also wind up being deferred. For state tax obligations, every state at this time has done different things. Some states, they have extended it, some they have not. Each individual should check with their own local state taxing authority as to whether or not state taxes have been extended. We're also going to post a spreadsheet within this podcast. Yeah, we'll include it in the show notes. So what happens to those who are currently in compliance programs? Will they have deadline relief for payments? Yes. So the IRS commissioner has come out and said that installment agreement payments, as well as any offering compromise payments that are pending from now through July 15th will be suspended because most taxpayers who are in installment agreements are in direct debit installment agreements. We're advising our clients, if they can't afford the payment, to call the bank and stop the payment with the bank. We're not sure if the IRS is able to stop direct debit installment agreements from their side at this time. Will the IRS continue to enforce the passport revocation provision during this time? No, they came out and they determined that they're not going to force passport revocations. They also, in general, just said that they're going to be more relaxed um, about the situation. They're going to grant more penalty abatements. They're going to be more forgiving. So collection action, both at the automated collection level, as well as with revenue officers, is also currently suspended. And when it comes to small American businesses overseas, many were hit hard with the transition tax and guilty. Do they qualify for the loans and grants being offered to businesses? They may. It all depends on how their company is organized. What Congress has done is given a lot of incentive to small businesses who have employees, and these are W-2 employees. So, for instance, if you have an S-corporation and you're the only employee, you would be eligible because there is a W-2 employee in that corporation. However, if you had a single-member LLC, 
you may not be eligible for these programs because there's no W-2 wages paid. Some may make withdrawals from IRAs to help them through this hard time. What are the rules with these withdrawals? So with IRAs, Congress has passed the ability to pull out $100,000 from a qualified retirement plan and avoid paying the 10% early withdrawal penalty. Now, they'll still have to pay taxes on it, but the 10% early withdrawal penalty is suspended. Taxpayers will have, however, three years to pay those taxes to the government. So they'll be paid in three equal years subsequent to 2020. What assistance is ACA providing to help overseas Americans with the COVID-19 legislation? Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for asking the question. First and foremost, ACA is really trying to keep informed and reading through all the details of the legislation. We're also highlighting the issues that we see that Congress may face when dealing with Americans overseas. A lot of these were highlighted in our letter to Congress, many of which Glenn just touched upon. You can add that in your show notes, a link to our letter. The ability of ACA to react quickly, given that we're located here in Washington, D.C., and we have established relationships with a lot of the offices on the Hill and the administration is a big plus for the community. One of the things that we're really looking into is how we can facilitate direct deposit. And Glenn mentioned it in his comments that direct deposit, if you filed a tax return and you provided the IRS with that information, that you will receive your rebate recovery payment via that method. But as we know, there are a lot of Americans who don't have U.S.-based bank accounts because of a variety of, in the recent years, closure of U.S.-based bank accounts. So ACA does have the ACA SDFCU account. This is a partnership with the State Department Federal Credit Union, which is a credit union that is very familiar with dealing with U.S. citizens who no longer have a U.S. address, have limited credit indicia with the United States, and are moving around from country to country. So that's the same account that employees at State Department and embassies and consulates use. So they can very easily deal with Americans who don't have a U.S. residential address and live overseas, and they can provide a bank account, and you can apply for that online. However, you need to be a qualified organization, and ACA is a qualified organization, and therefore we are able to offer the SDFCU account through our membership. It's very easy to go to the ACA website, find out all the information about the account, and open an account so that you have a U.S.-based account. Because the IRS, and, and Glenn can correct me if I'm wrong, but they can only do direct deposit if it's a U.S.-based account. Um, is that correct, Glenn? Correct. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's correct. So this gives... That's something, um, the, Mary Louise, we're, we're working on from our level, and we're in touch with the IRS on almost a daily basis to fix issues like this. Great. That's fantastic to hear because ACA as well is advocating on that front. And the, you know, the sort of missing piece now is to be able to have individuals get that information to 
the IRS, because as Glenn noted, there may be some individuals who have not filed tax returns. So the IRS doesn't have that quote unquote banking information, that direct deposit information. There's obviously a lot of good reasons why we don't want to have the IRS mailing checks to Americans living overseas. There's already very much a, a delay in delivery of just under under great circumstances. And now we know with the coronavirus pandemic, there have been a lot of shutdowns with mail delivery or limitations in a lot of foreign countries. So that delay is extended now. So the easiest way is really to do direct deposits. So we as well are, are working on ways to facilitate that so the IRS can receive this information from taxpayers overseas so they can make rebate and direct deposit payments. Does the COVID-19 legislation change anything with ACA's advocacy efforts for RBT? Do you think it'll help or hurt the efforts? So ACA throughout all of this continues to support the adoption of residency-based taxation. However, we do realize that we want Americans overseas to be treated fairly under the current situation. Uh, The current tax regime is is what it is and the CARES Act has been passed and Americans overseas should be treated in the same manner as Americans living in the United States. We are still beating the drum and advocating for residence-based taxation. In terms of the legislation and the CARES Act helping with our advocacy work or hurting our advocacy work, I think what it does do is it highlights to the Congress, the Treasury and the IRS that the problems inherent in a system of citizenship-based taxation, in particular in a situation like this. So as we start to learn more about the legislation and how it's all going to work, how the rebate recoveries are going to work, how the stimulus for small business is going to work for Americans overseas, we may see areas of opportunity to further help us support our efforts for tax reform for Americans overseas. And my last question, how can service providers, those who list in the ACA expat tax directory, help the community of Americans abroad with all of this? So I'll start off with a short answer and then maybe Glenn can add on to that. It helps Americans overseas find preparers who can assist them. Listers can advertise their events, their webinars, any information that they might have that they want to get out to the community on this. So I think it's a great tool in providing assistance for those who are working through this process. Glenn? Sure. And not that I'm endorsing anyone on the list there, but I think people that are advertising on that list have focused their practices on helping Americans that are overseas, and they're familiar with the unique nuances in the tax code that affect Americans overseas. So I would use it as a resource because lots of accountants in the U.S., they have no idea about these provisions. I think it's important to have somebody who specializes in this to do an accurate tax return for you. Great point, Glenn. And also, Michelle, ACA is going to continue to update the community. We encourage people to check back to our website for updates. We'll be sending out information through our newsletter. You can sign up for a newsletter. We'll provide information on that in your show notes through social media and, you know, any way we can get the information out to the community. So we 
encourage everyone to check back with the ACA website and consider becoming a member as well. Great. Thanks, Glenna Mary Louise, for taking the time to chat today. The American Citizens Abroad Taxcast is a monthly podcast that is published at the end of each month. It is edited and produced by me, Michelle, and is a product of American Citizens Abroad. You can get in touch with us at podcast at americansabroad.org. Remember, give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts so other Americans living abroad can find us.